Armored Bear Productions. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Out of Character, the Not Safe for Wizards Q&A talk show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of Character, the show behind the show, where we wax poetic about the last episode of Not Safe for Wizards. This time, we're talking about our wonderful, nail-biting two-parter, Necropolis. And tonight, as it is our first show of 2022, we've got almost the whole gang here. Say hi, everybody. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. Hi everybody. <laughs> you. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you guys could all make happen. it. <laughs> We've got Joe and Gary and Diana Morgan and Greg. Uh the only person we're missing tonight uh is Darian and of course our uh two players that uh are are currently being incarcerated somewhere. We have not found them yet. Um, so yeah, we got asked to check out this most interesting floating island in the void that we are currently occupying, um, and, uh, found that, uh, sometimes zombies are hard to kill. (laughs) They're not hard to kill, they're just, you know, when they keep popping back up like daisies. Those, jeez. I'd, mm, okay, so I listened, I re- went back and listened to this episode, uh, speaking of part one, and one, Kayla had way too much caffeine that night. <laughs> uh, I don't know what was going on there, but there was like a lot of energy there, so sorry about that, guys. Um, but it was a really good, we had fun, some really, really good combat stuff. Uh, Celeste um was was rocking some some interesting combos and and uh imaginative ways of using things uh you know it's, uh, yeah i try my best i, I don't ever want to do the same thing twice so, you know it's a weird thing in dandy like you try to always be different and do stuff different but in fifth edition there's there's like not as much i guess like we're the spells are a little more a little less I don't know. Joe, like, back me up here. Like, does it feel like 5th edition there's... You do have to repeat things occasionally because there's not, like, an infinite number of spells? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think it's... I think it comes down to your approach. Um, how you want to... Especially as a spellcaster, how you want to uh, handle situations. Um... Coming from previous editions, uh, where your spells, your spell slots also had to be like, if I want to cast Magic Missile three times, I have to memorize Magic Missile three times. Um, I think, I think it's a, I think this system's a little easier to uh, have more spells at your uh, available for use um, compared to previous editions, which I think can lead to 
especially like with the clerics and druids and paladins where you, you know, you can daily pick any of the spells. Um, it can lead to a little bit of uh, analysis paralysis. Yes. I can, I can see that happening. I'm not quite sure what to use or what to pick or what to learn for that day or what you should be. Mm. Yeah. Um, especially in the case of like, do we think we're going to see a lot of combat today or do we, or, or do I need to be uh, more utility? Yeah, that's always been my, like, in playing Wizards, That's that's been my, like, if you know you're going into combat, okay, I know I need to pick combat spells. Or if you know you're going into uh, a negotiation or diplomatics, but when you're not sure, trying to figure out, like, what should I pick today is is a challenge. Um, Celeste, how are you? You're, you're relatively new to the game. Yeah. Uh, and and new to this this group as well. How are you handling uh, learning all of this magic stuff and and finding its uses? Um. Well, uh, in terms of learning how like the magic systems work, um, I mainly only know how to do druid. I've played like a wizard once, and it's different, somewhat. Um, but like I have a whole a whole a whole list of characters on D D Beyond. Have not had the chance to use them. Um but in terms of handling like being part of like oh, how do I wanna phrase this? In terms of just spellcasters in general, it kind of just sort of clicked with me. Because uh I don't think that I'm the only one here who like grew up with fantasy. So it all just sort of like fits into like the fantasy book, like way that magic works, yeah. right? Like there's a limit on what each spell can do. Um, they all feel like spells that you would read about in other books or see in movies and things like that. So they all just sort of click, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. That's cool. You're, you're dead association is is helping you adjust to the to the system so so we were we were throwing a whole lot of things at stuff that was going down and getting back up and it took us a while to figure out why is it the ghouls i can never remember if it's zombies or ghouls it's the zombies zombies Zombies. i even sang the song i think (laughs) i don't know i know i got to melt some that was cool how long have like, you been waiting to use your, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Destroyer Undead. Undead. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Channel Divinity, but I think that's Yeah, what well, it's Channel about. Divinity, Turn Undead. And then, you know, because sometimes D&D night falls on the same night. I have to take my youngest daughter to um, Venture, which is a scout thing she does, and I had to run in to pay for gas. So, again, Lily got to destroy all the zombies. <laughs> I was going to mention that, that you were with Lily for it, uh, which is who your character is, is named after, even. Um, so we had, a, we had a surprise guest appearance uh, <laughs> by Lily playing Lilith uh, for a little bit. That was fun. Um, just to hear her voice. We haven't talked to her in a while. Bit. Greg. Well, we'll go on, and I'm sure he'll pop back in. In there, I am so sorry. There you are. I'm so sorry. I don't know what I did, but somehow I dropped myself. 
<laughs> and then talk for two minutes before I realized I wasn't there. <laughs> Do you remember what you were saying? Oh, no, I was saying that, you know, it seems, seems like when Lily does sit into our sessions, she, like, does the heroic stuff. Because w- I remember the Shadowrun campaign where she blew up a clown car full of clowns <laughs> with a grenade. So That's how long just before evil. we just... It was. <laughs> how how uh, long before we just get Lily in the game? Oh, I'm trying, but... <laughs> you know teenagers. Oh, and we're just, you know, we're not cool. We're, we're the weirdo parents that play D&D. Uh, speak such... for yourself. I'm not a parent. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Let's 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 keep it that way for a little while. I mean, you know, whenever you make that choice, we'll support you. But not yet, please. Well, I, yeah, I, I forget you are so much younger than us. I uh, just turned twenty-four <laughs> two months ago. Wow, twenty-four. <laughs> now whose bones hurt now? <laughs> My bones hurt every day. Right, <laughs> I hurt all the time. But anyway, um, so so Gary Vel is getting dragged into these ridiculous fight situations. I I feel like Vel led us into this ridiculous fight situation. <laughs> you did kind of, didn't you? <laughs> it was my idea. Well, okay, it was uh, Ulamek's idea, but I, I think I was the one who negotiated with him. Was like, sure, we'll do whatever you need. Okay. And, and I think we were fine. I was only worried a couple times, like when I was at one hit point. <laughs> the, how many uh, people? Oh, go ahead. How many people got into single digits? Uh, me. I was going to say, was it just me? I knew, I knew Celeste was really far down. Celeste did, Vel did. I think I did. I don't remember. Did I? I got down there. I took some damage. I, I, from what I recall, um, Vel, dro- Vel, you dropped, didn't you? Or no? No, I was at one. I think you went to zero. I don't remember dropped, Vel completely time. dropping. Another no. time I have. Mm. But not this time. Did- no, we was all pretty messed up with the robotic uh, yeah. blast. Yeah. That, that was the worst <laughs> of it. What? <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the worst part about that was none of us knew what to do with it. It's like, there's this thing that's just going to keep on hitting us. And do we want to destroy it? Because maybe it's going to be useful? I don't know. Yeah, I ready to go back to the boat. And freaking go to wouldn't help. He's just a ship captain. But they have, they have defenses. They could have helped. <laughs> But then it wouldn't be the story if it not help. But we figured it out. We figured it out eventually. You did. And I, and <clears throat> uh, Lotus, who was being helmed by Joe at the time, was kind of the kind of the MVP there. Yeah. Uh, as anybody who's listened uh, would recognize, you guys are rolling really bad Happy. when it came to figuring out what was going on or how to deal with the um how to deal with the the uh pool and the thing in the pool and and yeah it was uh i think i think i figured it out i think jade and celeste were in the blast range uh 
before Lotus went that turn, and I was like, the minimum damage was going to drop one or both of you, and I mean, not like perma kill you, but it was going to go. It'd be not pretty. No, because uh, so does anyone want me to explain what 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 was going on with the 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 trap in the thing? That was actually where I was headed. Um, Was you kind of like you had this. The interesting uh, predicament that we get into as DMs when we have to puppet a character uh, in knowing what's going on. <laughs> um, and we were all kind of trying to figure it out. And we knew it had to do with that disc. So do you want to talk to us about what exactly that was? So um, what what was going on was uh, the backstory on everything is, is earlier in the year, I had... Uh, entered the dm challenge that dungeons and dragons had put out and so the uh the entry task was to create a moderate uh a complex trap to enter as your your way to get in which meant uh, which the mod uh, the complex traps are from xanathar's guide so i reread through that and uh it gave me all sorts of really good ideas for stuff to throw at you guys because i don't mind combat encounters and i don't mind the social encounters, but like traps and puzzles are something I think have been missing from our campaign. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so I kind of was looking and I was like, okay, so I had the necropolis idea and, you know, I wanted to kind of remind you all that while yes, you are chasing the illithid. Oh yeah. Orcus is, is, is also involved in this conspiracy. And, uh, There's your conspiracy, th- Gary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tingling. <laughs> I'm sitting at the edge of my seat listening. <laughs> so, Let's not get into conspiracies. We know where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so the the idea was is I wanted to make a kind of uh, a mix of a combat encounter with a trap. Um. So I picked like the three lowest level of the undead. So you guys are facing zombie skeletons and ghouls. Um, and so every turn at, at the, at 20, the trap goes off and the trap was, uh, the disc of Orcus inside the reflecting pool. Uh-huh. Uh, so the first, the first thing was going to be that, um, as soon as anybody picked up the disc out of the water, it stops doing the, um, the, uh, uh, trying to remember now was it stops doing the re, re- Regenning or it stops doing the the pulses. It stops one of them. Oh, it's the regenning because after yeah, we had recovered it, it pulsed us one more time. Right. So it stopped. We re- stopped. It stopped resummoning the undead. Um, and basically, you guys had every time it went off, I, I was rolling a die uh, to see if you were going to get uh skeletons zombies or ghouls and it ended up being a lot more skeletons than anything else uh and i was rolling how many you were getting um so then you had to either um you need to make some skill checks to figure out how it worked or what would work um or you know dumb luck cast call lightning into the pool hey 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 it's it's a good strategy (laughs) um and do damage to it uh, and there was a there was a damage threshold for the discs. So if you didn't reach that, it didn't take any damage. But once it started taking damage, um, you could just completely destroy it or 
not so much completely destroy it, basically break it to the point where it didn't have the magic anymore. Um, or uh, you you could have done, uh, I think, a couple of you tried to spell magic on it a few times. Edwin? Celeste definitely tried to spell magic once. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I think I did, yeah. It was a higher level and yeah. failed the roll. Right. So if you had if you had managed to roll with the spell magic, it would have just gone. Uh, it would have stopped functioning altogether. Uh, so you guys basically took the the path of violence, and uh, it, you did enough damage to to take it out. Well, I made oh, the bro. effort. No, no, I know. We're murder hobos, not murder <laughs> Mensa. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the day with us. It does. It does. Yeah, but Some there's days where our dice don't allow us to be murder Mensa. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know what's going on, but my character doesn't know his shoes are untied. Yeah. So I was trying, and if you noticed during most of the fight, um, Lotus was only doing uh, Firebolt. I don't think, except for I think when uh, it was a did Shocking Grasp on Celeste to, to do the power-up thing. Uh-huh. Um, but otherwise, I was trying to keep it to just low-level cantrips, nothing, you know, get, let you guys have the spotlight. Um, but then watching, I think, like, two rounds of you all flounder on checks and realizing that the next time this thing pulsed, somebody was dying. So what uh, you're saying is you saved our asses. No, I just had Lotus actually make, you know, I had Lotus make, the arc- make an Arcana check. You uh, did that cool thing with the Thunder Step, too. Yeah, well, that then became the thing of Lotus. You needed to get needed to get the the disc out of the pool, and nobody has like if Lotus wants Lotus has like so much movement because you have she ha- uh, he has the the tabaxi movement thing. So it's like R- Lotus could basically clear the f- clear up to the to the pool, get in the pool, grab the disc, and then use a bonus action to thunderstep out. Uh, which also had the great side effect of, I think, taking down two of the enemies or three of the enemies. I forget. Um, the downside to <laughs> to that movement is the next turn, Lotus basically can't move. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it was Lotus figured out what was going on and retrieved the disc. But the so Lotus uh, saved our asses. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so we have. Hey, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Let's just say we we had a plan to get the disc. It just it was Wait. taking too long because yeah. I was going to <laughs> teleport uh, Celeste into like basically into the pool and where she could grab the desk disc and run. Yeah, I think we were all like trying to come up with plans to get there, and it just wasn't coming together. Yeah, well, I, think- I was going to teleport into the pool and then teleport away. Yeah, that would have worked too. That would have, but it would be. One turn to teleport in, and then all. Oh the yeah, back trust me. When I realized I was gonna, I, I would have to eat two of those bursts. I was like, "There has to be yeah. a better way." Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I remember Jade. You're, 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 you had Jade like trying to run up to go grab, and it was like the one with the least amount of movement. She was trying. She was. She was. But, but seriously, even I think if she'd made the the Constitution saving throw. She was either going to drop that, ra- you know, on her way there or on the way back, and it was like, oh, they know they know what they what they're trying to do, 
It just wasn't working for us. Yeah, plus, you know, Skeleton Palooza was going on. and (laughs) Well, congratulations on a very successful trap slash combat encounter. Thank you. That was your TPK, Joe. (laughs) I think this is proof that that Joe's goal is most definitely not to TPK us, because he totally could have. Oh, he could have. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no. I would have just picked up people and been like, I guess we don't know what happened here. We're going back to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we made it through. We managed to freaking orca mm. gods. So we made it through. We managed to disarm the the disc. Um and then we got a little bit of time to explore, uh yeah. which I think kind of carried into part 2. Uh, we got, I think the disc, getting the disc, I think started part two and then, yeah, the most of part two then was exploring the, the temple. And, uh, my, my favorite part though, is like in part one, when you guys are like approaching everything and Greg keeps going, I really think we need to go into the temple. I really think we need to go into the temple. I was like, Oh, don't, don't do that. You're, you're no. Out till the outside stuff was taken care of. Well, so if you guys had gone into the temple, that thing was going to keep going off and going off mm-hmm. and going off. And that would have kind of sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah. It, How many zombies we would have had going against us? Right. That there was a monster inside the um, temple that was creating that stuff. Which, which is uh, okay. a fair thought. That is a fair thought. Gotcha. So I the key to stopping it was in the temple. I was just so worried that you guys are going to go to the temple. And then like when you came out, it was going to be like as many ghouls and, and zombies and skeletons as I could copy and paste tokens of. I, I still had two divine, you know, energy charges left. I no, could have handled a fair bunch of them. We've all watched way too much Walking Dead. <laughs> um, so we made it into eventually made it into the cathedral. And uh, who I went in there. Who went in there with me? I think everyone. Was it everyone? I thought that there was two of us that went. It was me and Lotus originally. And yeah, everybody came. Yeah, and Lotus. Yep, and then everyone came in afterwards. Yeah, after you uh, secured the perimeter. They secured the perimeter. Um. So, who wants to talk about what we found in the cathedral? Death and destruction. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I think the main thing, you know. We we talked to the uh, dead priest uh, with uh, Lilith did the uh, talk with dead. Speak with dead. That was super smart. Mm -hmm. And beforehand, we were trying to determine like what questions to ask it. And the only thing I could think of was, what is your name? What is your quest? What is your favorite (laughs) color? (laughs) I had I had more of like uh, the Hellboy image. Uh, when he broke in and and would did the the speak literally like straight up cast speak with dead uh, on that skeleton and then but the thing that was cool about that is like he kept him you know like he chucked him over his shoulder and kept him and I'm waiting for Lilith to do that yeah that's gross maybe next time so Lilith cast speak with dead yeah and okay. uh. Okay, yeah, and then we figured out there. Yeah, because we did come up with like we need to get our questions, you know, set now. 
so that we don't waste questions. And we found out that they were slaughtered by the Lord of Death. Skull Lord. Skull Lord. Yeah. The worst kind of Lord. I, I thought the funniest thing during all that was like we had three questions set and based off of what the uh, skeleton answered, uh, you, Greg, kept on wanting to ask him more questions that were kind of obvious. Like, what's a skull lord? It's like, well, probably some undead, undead thing that's made of skulls, you know? <laughs> so, so we almost like ate up our questions on... on hey, man, uh, you never that. know. It could be some like halfling that just decided he wanted a cool name. Exactly. <laughs> Guys, stop spoiling the next campaign. <laughs> I, I was just so ready. I was like, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Joe even asked, is that one of your questions? <laughs> so it was just really funny, I thought, because it, it, it's like that, uh, almost like a movie scene of like, we have a plan, but we never go through with it. We never, we, and things never go according to plan. Do you know, there's, there's a reason for the cliche. Yeah, a plan is just a list of stuff that's not going to happen. The best of intentions. What is it? uh, Player's plan and God laughs? Yeah. Yeah. Or the DM laughs, you know. Um, Same thing. Yeah, we on the geekiest, uh, this past episode, we did a whole thing. It was like, what was it? It was the top 10 uh, unspoken rules or unwritten rules of D&D. Yeah. Yeah. and one of them is uh, listen when the DM says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Always. <It's true. laughs> but are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do that? You, you know what? When, when I used to DM, I, I would throw like "Are you sure?"s at people whenever they were doing something. Not not that was going to hurt them, but I just thought was like just absolutely stupid. I'm like, "Are you sure?" Just to get them. Yeah. To- Come away from it. Mm-hmm. You know that's that is that is one of the weapons in the DM arsenal is is that phrase because you never know if they are saving you from your own stupidity. Um, but we did pretty good. We we got some good information. Uh, we got the 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 stuff that we needed to to fulfill our quest. Um, and we were. Out of there, no thanks to Dagoto, who didn't help. Never letting him live that down. I mean, not his, not his job? I know. When we first boarded his ship, he's like, oh, you could be the muscle for me since, you know, I lost, maybe not when we first boarded, but the second time we boarded. Uh, because he lost the, uh, what were they? The not hippo people. The gif. Gif. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you you guys are the ship's compliment so that if the ship got into trouble, he had someone to, you know, he had Marines, basically. <laughs> oh, great. We're the Colonial Marines. You know how that ended. Hey, hey, we're the <laughs> Navy. We're on a boat. <laughs> no, but you're the Marines. You're there to repel invaders. Yep. And, and yeah, never ends well. But we survived. You did. We did. did. We did. We did manage to survive. Um and and take one more small step towards finding our friends uh, again. Oh, right. Um, That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Sometimes you gotta it, remind Gary. 
I think you got like, I was just going to ask, is it just me or with the holiday season and everything that's been going on? Are we all a little like, I'm not sure what's going on anymore. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, I know you're, we're, we're heading to the, um, what's where we're at. The portal to the, Oh, what are we doing? Never hey, mind. Hey, hey, hey. Not, not she asked a question and I was answering it like a dummy. I caught myself. <laughs> A spoiler. <laughs> uh, for those of you out there that don't know, we do pre we do pre tape these shows, um, so we are we're a little further along than y'all have uh, heard yet. So we're doing very we're doing our best not to spoil anything for the coming episodes. I feel I was bamboozled uh, into that one. One on. I, yes, I, I did. <laughs> just just call me Tom Holland. <laughs> you know, it's going to cost you one of these days your your job here at. Wherever. Oh my god, I'm the group's Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> hey, wasn't he like voted sexiest man alive or something like that? No, that was Paul Rudd. Oh, that was Paul Rudd, yeah. That was Paul Rudd. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo is uh uh the green guy. <laughs> Hulk. Yeah. The most powerful Avenger. <sighs> oh, I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the holiday season has been um interesting uh for most of us in one way or another some good some bad some in between we've all had uh a lot going on um you know i my body decided to give me a kidney stone for for christmas so you know oh, your body is. sucks my body's an asshole yeah it is <laughs> for um, christmas. mineral secretions in a, in a body organ sure yay <laughs> Oh, that's that's the worst fucking experience in life. Oh my god, I thought I was gonna die. It was ridiculous. How was everybody else's holiday? Let's go around. Let's let's totally derail this train for a second. D, how was your holiday? Um, well, I worked uh six weeks all the way up till Christmas Eve. Um, and in that time, I had to manage to get shopping done, and that was a fucking nightmare. I bet. Um, but. Santa sets over. I'm done with the season. I've officially done everything that is uh, required of me. Um, I got a D and D book for Christmas. Which I one? Which one? Strixhaven. Oh, okay. Curriculum of Chaos. I have a little owl wizard now that I can't play because I don't have anywhere to play it. So what you're saying is we need to do more one shots. Yes. I mean, yes. Or, or, or Celeste just needs to start, you know, really forgetting that. That she has an 11 AC. Excuse me. 10. <laughs> Listen. Well, hmm, n- no, I'm wearing armor. It's 11. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, how many times have I been like, okay, so it's less going to run in ahead of everybody again and get hit. <laughs> Thick headed and stubborn. Squishy. You are squishy. I am made of lightning. <laughs> Fuck off. Lightning that bleeds? Yes. Apparently. I'm 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 not gonna lie, I saw the the owl people. The owlkins? Yeah. Owls. And I think I asked you about that. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> just say an owl bear now? Almost. Almost an owl bear. Almost an owl bear. I think there's something you can do with like either like Ranger or Paladin, where you get like a totem of a 
bear or something, and then you yeah, can be an uh, owl bear. That's barbarian. Ah, barbarian. That one. I'm gonna be a barbarian owlkin. <laughs> oh, we could do like that movie where the um, oh something Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. No, Guardians of Kahul. Yeah, where like where's the? Yeah, it was all the yeah. See, I. I I knew D would know what I was oh, talking about. I totally forgot that movie existed. Yes. Oh, that's our next one shot. I can't DM it because I suck at DMing, but you guys need to get to work on that. <laughs> All right. We can we have our homework assignments? Okay. I'm sorry, the name of the name of the, the movie is Legends of the Guardians. The Owls. That's, of the yeah. Oh okay. yes. It's a yeah. Snyder movie. It has been forever since I've seen that movie, but I like the idea of doing like a all something campaign. I I uh, or one uh, shot. I did. I played in a mini campaign we did once. Uh, I think it was doing like the fourth edition version of Temple of Elemental Evil. Oh, and uh, we all were Gith Yankee except for one guy who <laughs> always who, has to be that one guy. Yeah, who was playing a changeling. Um, disguised as a gift Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Okay. And and the the best part, of course, is is that uh, I don't I don't know if it's in this edition or not, but uh, Get the Yankee had like a, a a minor ability to like do like short flight, and so like we we're jumping over a, a pit trap, and we like he's we're like okay, you know, everyone's just sort of like oh, that's pit trap. We'll just fly over it, and then it's like uh. You, you you come in and it was like all right I gotta make I gotta roll like a really good athletics check to oh boy clear this. <laughs> and it was like all right and then like when he landed it was like okay we're all like that wasn't flight we recognize that wasn't flight right it's like okay everyone do like a insight check or a sense motive check or whatever whichever one it was and it was like I think though like he had like a lot of skills and deception so it was like he played it off like oh no no I was I just I'm not really good at flying or something it was like. Something is not right with this guy. Shenanigans. Sort of huh. like Pete in the Peppermint Heist. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Um, we got the opportunity over the break to... to I got the opportunity to DM a one-shot. Uh, and it was super a lot of fun. Um, and a couple of you got to join in on it. Um, and I was I was wondering how you guys liked the experience. I will uh, love any time where I can play a new interesting character. Um, I was trying to do the like a drunken boxer who wasn't actually a drunken boxer. Uh, <laughs> I will say Pete had me thrown off because I'm like, why is Pete trying to make me go against everybody else? <laughs> and I should have uh, seen it coming. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good, really good switcheroo there. Um, he did, he did a super good job with that. Uh, he, it's totally just fate. Pete happened to come visit me at the shop that day. And I was, I was trying to figure everything out and I went, Hey, let's do a thing. And he agreed to it. And, and that was that, but, but we had fun. It was cool. I, I really like the whole, the whole one shot. I want to do a one shot where we're all goblins. I'm down. I think that would be a ton of fun. They actually, uh, Wizards, very early on in 5th edition, put out a all-goblin one-shot, which is actually really fun. Um, I can't remember the name of it, though. Give me is a that second. the one that, that CR did? No. No? I think the one that CR did was uh, 
was a uh, Pathfinder thing. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I I will say I find it interesting. You know, you so so you're not like you don't you don't traverse the Twitterverse or Facebook uh, environments for DMs and D and D stuff very much. Um, you know, you're just very bu- you're a very busy person, so it's not you know it's it's not in your yeah. I uh, just don't get to it as much as I would love to have the time to to do that. I just but I, where I was going with this is that. You so so lately there have been a lot of folks, especially on D and D Twitter, uh, who have been trying to write uh, adventures that minimize or even completely remove combat from from the scenario. Ah, okay. And I, and I found it kind of interesting that you you basically, I mean, it, it very much was a very light combat, and combat was you know if we found ourselves in combat, we were kind of it's kind of like the the rule about uh, what I've heard about um, Call of Cthulhu. It's like if you find yourself in a fight, you've already lost. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted this to be more because, considering the players, uh, I knew that all of the players were were really excellent role players, and I really, really wanted to highlight that and highlight that interaction. Um, and with it being a holiday show and all of those things, I just felt like there was so much more there that combat kind of became secondary to the story um but i did not know that was a trending thing yeah which i think and and i will say i have no data to back this up but i also think that's because folks who maybe in the past uh weren't being given a platform to talk about how they like to play D uh, because of things like DMs Guild and Drive Through RPG and and you know HIO and and all the other various and sundry ways you can put stuff out there, um, folks are getting to voice alternatives to the the way that you know pretty much you know everyone else except for maybe D because as as D D will point out I tried to sell them on that. Oh no, the, we we might go like three, four episodes, three more sessions without mm-hmm. you know, combat. <laughs> First two, baby. First two, both combat. <laughs> Listen to the the prologue stuff of the show. Joe says we may go two, three episodes, three or four episodes. We're only we're on like a perception or insight. First two episodes, nothing but combat. <laughs> yeah, of course. The downside of it was is that you were jumping into the game after they'd gone like four or five sessions of. Right, so we were like bloodthirsty at that point. (laughs) Yeah, when when Greg starts eyeing whether or not you know Lilith is gonna you know just attack one of the servants or you know non named NPC in the street, (laughs) I know what I do. Yeah, (laughs) I was I was very impressed with your spiritual weapon. Do you remember what you did? Well, uh, I was um I kept I put it in between two as uh, either skeletons or um ghouls and I kept smashing them. Uh-huh. Do you remember the shape, the form? Oh, it's a big fist. It's a donkey conk. <laughs> the, the the big fist on a stick. Yeah, uh, it's a donkey conk. That was fun. <laughs> just walk up and just punk. <laughs> yep. Dude just playing whack a whack a ghoul the whole time. Um you guys took down the I, so so when I was looking at it, I was like, you know, they were low level undead. 
But when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the zombies have the the zombie resilience thing where if the damage that kills them wasn't a critical hit or from radiant damage, they, you know, I, I roll a, a, a constitution save and, you know, there's a chance that they come back with one hit point. And I was like, okay, that's that's a nasty effect. And and the but like I was worried because like the ghouls have like the whole paralysis thing. And I think you guys wiped out the ghouls right away. <laughs> I, I actually yeah. got hit by the ghouls once and you, you had to point out to me that I was not affected. And I was like, why? <laughs> oh, right. Because elves are not affected by the paralysis thing. So, yeah. yeah. So it was just like, I was worried though, that like the ghouls had a potential for like really messing things up. But, um, you know, when, when the cleric, uh, detonates her, uh, her turn bomb and melts all the low level undead. Yay for clerics. Yep, I had a nap for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was this was. I mean, I think Lilith and Celeste. Uh, this was your combat. Like you guys did some really fun stuff. I tried, and uh, it's what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, kind of a favorite enemy like, situation. Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, we finally get undead. I'm so happy we finally get undead. <laughs> so I saw somebody ask this question of their party recently, and I know other people who have uh, kind of delved into this in one way or another in their party. And I thought since I had you all together, this would be uh, an interesting thing to hear from each of you. Um, and the question was, what is your character afraid of? Yes, please Rats. tell me what you're afraid of. You cannot use this against them. Oh, this is fluffy bunnies with one head point. (laughs) It's my terror weapon. (laughs) Uh, All right, Gary. With with Uh, the knowledge that your DM cannot use this against you, what is your character afraid of? I think he actually already tried to use it against me uh, in in the nightmare situation. Uh, and that's, you know, the the fall of the elf kingdom is like his biggest fear. Otherwise, yeah, he's not afraid of anything. Come on. Mm-hmm. He's a monster hunter. Ah, yeah, he he kind of used mine against me in my dream sequence, too. You know, when, now that I think about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, just when he brought back, you know, and all the crew was undead and they were trying to kill me along with Steve. So, Yeah. <laughs> No one likes you now, Joe. I know. <laughs> also, uh, beholders. Definitely beholders. Isn't everybody afraid of beholders? Didn't we fight beholders? You have not fought an actual beholder yet. You fought... Uh, the lesser beholder thingies. Yeah, you fought like a mind kiss. Uh, yeah. You have not fought I know it had eye stalks. It did. And, and it, it messed you guys up. Not okay, man. And I also had a tongue attack that I believe stunned Lilith for a bit. The only thing I remember from that combat is I was um, rendered feeble. That was that that combat, or was that the yeah that was it was in that whole series because we were in the mine. They call it a mine. What about you, Celeste? What's your character afraid of? Uh, I think Celeste. Did we lose them? Yeah, uh, in the muted chat, they said they needed to step away. Oh, okay. I did not see that. I apologize. Um, 
We we will move on for now and we'll Wait, no 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 no. What's Jade's greatest fear? What's Jade's greatest fear? That's a good question. Um three feet deep. I I think that I mean, like, there's, for Jade, I think there's different kind of fears. There's the visceral monster, like, I'm gonna die, I can't fight this type fear. And then there's the more existential stuff. Um, I mean, because, like, I mean, her biggest fear would be losing her friends. You know, she, she's, she started out her journey alone. Um having lost her parents and and finding this group and and being a part of this group is you know this is her chosen family and i think that would be probably the worst thing for her um but i think part of the reason why she fights so ferociously um when she does fight is is that other fear is you know being taken out by one of these just ridiculous monsters, like not being able to defend herself and and defend her friends, you know. And she like that just it's why she's so. When once she gets into combat, it's you know she gets really rough really fast because she doesn't want that to happen. It is it is funny to see she goes from like braiding hair and you know carrying her shoes around so she can walk barefoot to. I'm going to murderize that thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is the juxtaposition of Jade is that she at her core is, is kind of peaceful and happy and silly and all of those things. But the other side of that coin is the ferocity in which she will fight for the people that she cares about. So she's basically me, but in better physical shape. And like two and a half feet shorter. Yeah. Always wanted to be tiny. It's not in the cards for me. So I play little characters. I like playing big characters though, too. I like playing like big old like half orcs and goliaths and shit too. I do miss uh Neela from the uh from the uh, that weather game we were running. Yeah, Neela was fun. Oh, she was more the big bad wizard. Don't get in her way. Smart ass. Um but anyhow, uh, so yeah, it, it's, I see these little questions every once in a while, you know, and it's like, it's really interesting to get deep into our characters and, and think about, you know, those kind of things as we move along in the game. Because um, I know Jade is getting really, uh, and I wonder if you guys would talk to me a little bit about your feelings as far as how long we have been away from our other party members and how anxious because uh, I know Jade is getting really, like, she's tapping her toes and pacing, you know, metaphorically, that she really is wanting to, to find find our friends. Uh, and I'd wonder if you guys could talk to me about, you know, kind of your feelings on the progress. I think it's going incredibly slow. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Gary? Uh I think it feels slow for us as player characters because we take so much time in between, you know, doing things. But if you think about it, we've only, you know, gotten to the, the to this plane, kind of hit the town, got one lead, followed up on it, and, you know, now we're leaving that lead to go back to, uh, to town to try to get information. So I think, you know, like... 
yeah, I can understand being impatient because you want him back right away. Um, but from Veld's point of view, this is 100% just a, uh, you know, we're going to go get him. Uh, we're, we're still kind of working the steps. Harry being the logical one thing, you know, game time versus reality time. Huh. So, so there, there's another side to that, I think. And uh, I, I kind of realized it the other day. Ever since you guys got the helm of teleportation, you all have been able to go pretty much wherever you wanted instantly. Uh-huh. We get to travel to it at least once. We can go back and forth instantly. But no, but like, you know, when you guys are tra- we're, we're doing the, like the, the travel to uh, the Orc Kingdom, to Velmut, uh, you know, you you lent the helm to Skarlnass, and boom, you were there. You know, uh, you did that one. <laughs> um, you know, you on your way to go to uh, you know, Lelinor, uh, you you know, you got a hold of the tea box, and boom, you're there. So, you guys have not had to do a lot of travel, and 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 traveling in the astral sea with with Dragoto and the revenge it's just it things take time and you guys just have not been used to it so uh, it's true so what you're saying is we're spoiled a little bit (laughs) i'm just saying well the one time we went by horseback we ended up you know running into celeste and happened to fight the you know elves yeah we just all agree no more horses thanks guys Hi, Celeste. Don't let people pick on people. That's just not how our group works. Nah, we don't do that. That is not okay. So, Dee, uh, while you stepped away for a minute, um, we were talking about our characters' fears. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, the question is, what is your character afraid of? And most of us decided that Joe has already, like, used those things against us. Um... But I was wondering, like, as you, because, like, you're newer to the party and you're developing Celeste as a personality, have you, other than the backstory that we already know a little bit, have you really delved into what Celeste is afraid of? Um, yes. Uh, There are some things that I have, like, thought about. Um, In terms of, like, physical things... Celeste and I share claustrophobia. I don't like it. Ah, um, okay. I can't stand being, like, the thought of being in, like, a small tunnel that I can't turn around in. You know, like, the vent scenes in movies and TV shows. I'm like, how do you, if you run into a dead end, you don't have the space to turn around. You have to do all that shit backwards. Big fear. Anyways, in terms of, like, internal I was things, the only person that thought that way. Was that? I thought I was the only person that thought that way. Yeah, see, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I watch movies and go, oh, that movie be over right there. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of, like, internal things and stuff like that, I guess just the fear of being known. This is a very private person. Yeah. And it's interesting, um, and maybe you talk with me a little bit more about that, because I think it throws the rest of us for a loop, because all of us... Maybe Vel is a little private, but we're kind of used to being these open books to each other. So it's an interesting character choice and dynamic to choose for your character to be a little bit more closed off and secretive. Uh, yeah. What prompted that for you? 
Um, when I joined this group, you and Joe were the only two people I knew, so I didn't know how to talk to anybody yet. So I just uh, was quiet. <laughs> Worked with it. If if you go back and watch, if you listen to like the first twenty episodes that I'm in, out of like maybe the twenty five that are out, I don't talk for a lot of it. There are long stretches of time where it's just like me listening, mm-hmm. and then I'll go, yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> um, so yes, that. Okay, so so you choose you took something that was was real life for you and and made it a part of Celeste's character. Yeah. Now you're at a place where you know us better. You've been working with us for a while now, and this is now a character trait um, of Celeste. So now we have this mysterious character that all of us just like want to pry the lid off of so bad. I mean, it's. Maybe Joe can give me more specifics, but I think it's only been like a couple weeks, a couple months for uh, for Celeste and like the party. But for me, it's been over a year. I was, I was, I, as as Kayla was saying, I was just just kind of trying to do the math in my head, and I think it's maybe been a month that 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 you guys have known Celeste uh, and started traveling with her. So yeah, in game time, yeah. I've been on this show for a year. I, w- I would like to point out that um, I think I, you guys invited me in like August, and then I finally hopped in in like October. Oh wow! And now it's uh, two Januarys later. Yeah. Uh, wow. So so just keep this in mind. Uh, the podcast started in June of 2019. We started putting out episodes, but we had been recording for like I don't know four or five months yeah. previous. Yeah. So, and in game, you guys are about four or five months from when, when you all started. My goodness. Yeah. So for me, I, I know why I'm like kind of secretive. Well, I, I have three reasons. I think three what? reasons. Uh, first, just about that. first reason is I often haven't, decided anything about my character and so I just don't have something to put out there. Uh, second reason, who doesn't like to play the mysterious stranger? You know, it's just like an archetype that's out there. And the third reason is, about every third episode, Lilith threatens to kill me. I've never threatened to kill you. Okay, I might have got a little forceful when the when Chase and Commander Kalen disappeared because, you know, you and Celeste being the two new people were the people on watch right after they disappeared or right before <laughs> they disappeared. Maybe, maybe it's not an actual mean. I have known you for like, <laughs> You know, like Joe just said, I'd only known you for like two days before that. And now my friends are gone. Suspicion <laughs> is natural. I, I know, I know. It just—it's—it's it, it's so funny. I see it that every now and then it's like, you know, something about not trusting me or something. And I'm like, huh. Well, he doesn't really know me. It kind of makes sense. Just, yeah, you know, I've I've known you for like three days, and my friends disappeared. So I mean, so. So, so the the, the interesting. <laughs> The interesting dynamic of playing a character, char- playing characters that don't know each other when you know each other well. <laughs> yes, very well. <laughs> I, actually, so, so you don't think you threaten to kill me, 
but you, you make these offhand comments that are kind of threats. Uh, like uh, with uh, me uh, protesting everybody's uh, Lotus, really, uh, not Lotus, uh, Jade stealing from the uh, church. Uh, I think you made a won't, maybe you won't wake up one of these times comment. Maybe. Craig. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm trying to explore role playing more. So I look at how would Lilith perceive this situation with only knowing Vel for three days and then they wake up and, you know, Chase and Commander Kalen are missing. Now, of course, I know that Gary didn't do anything to them, but Lilith doesn't know that Vel didn't do anything to them. You're so sure that I wasn't the one to cause some of this. But and you don't know me that well. Kind of for, like, we came across Celeste in a vulnerable situation where, you know, she was being harassed by, matter of fact, Vel's people. Well, not his people per se, but the elves. No, no, so, no, them people. It's all right. <laughs> so I, I feel she would be more, not trusting, but accepting of her because we traveled a little bit longer together plus the situation where we came across her and and then he was just kind of thrown upon us like oh we're we're gonna take this guy along uh-huh 100 percent. i don't think he did speak up on you yeah i was about to, i was just about to say and he kind of like snuck up on us when you know you didn't exactly introduce yourself straightforward there friend i just followed you into a cafe that's yeah, all like, I did and then I sat down like somebody making a TikTok you know I sat down I grabbed food and uh, I'm pretty sure somebody approached me no no you, you, you failed your stealth check and we saw you coming a mile away you were like hey I'm following you slow down <laughs> I'm pretty sure I rolled like a 22 or 23 on that roll <laughs> You, you you rolled well as I recall, but I believe you know the 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 high wisdom uh, cleric spotted you. Yeah, because you you rolled like a and, and I rolled like a twenty eight because my witch and call it's plus seven because <laughs> I didn't put all my points in wisdom. <laughs> but you know, there, there there's definitely I I think that this just gets back to the topic that you know in game. None of us, or Celeste and Vel and even Kalen, don't really know the rest of the group that well. And the rest of the group kind of, did they all meet right at the beginning? Or yeah, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, the, the, the game started out that the original group had been working together, uh, with the exception of Lotus. Um, the original group had been working together all summer and fall doing like caravan escort jobs. Uh, and then when it was pretty early on, I want to say like fourth, fifth episode, that the party then met uh, Lotus on uh, Marsh Island. With the gold dragon. Copper dragon. Copper yeah. dragon. Oh, so close. Uh, yeah, That's no, they enough. found, they found, uh, they found, I believe it was Jade spotted Lotus, like setting up camp away from the, uh, the dock towers. And... Mm -hmm ran off to go say hello. Yeah, yeah, we didn't give Lotus a choice. Just kind of got absorbed. 
Yeah, we're so naive back then. Yeah. <laughs> Those were simpler times. Yeah, you know, we we've been through some stuff. We fought <laughs> some hooligans, um, a were tiger. I'm sorry, we did what now? <laughs> this was in the very beginning before you joined the party. Dorian got turned into a were tiger as every episode he had his faith challenged. It just seemed like everything was against Orion's faith at the beginning. He got turned into an abomination, which, you know, he couldn't, you know, take. And the goblin I forget. was a better paladin than him. Uh, well, everybody's a better paladin than him. Uh, Lilith is a better paladin than Orion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, th- th- then don't forget the abolith under the city. Yes, the abolith. I was thinking of just all the horrible stuff that happened to us on Marsh Island. You know, I look back on it all and, you know, we're talking about real life versus game time and thinking about all of these things. And as far as we've come in only in game a few months, you know, it's wonder why people get trauma bonded so easily. Yeah. Well, because then we came back from Mars Island and got thrown into the conspiracy to assassinate the prince. And it just spiraled from there. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you guys have been given a quest by the uh the spirit of uh dead lord marsh to uh get him vengeance on uh Aleph. i ain't gonna lie i was just like i want to get this i, I want to get this quest done so here i'm gonna do a little role playing on you know being possessed by this guy <laughs> you murdered me <laughs> and the next thing we know he tried to kill the prince and here we are yeah and you want to be crown companions? Because that's how you become crown companions. Yes, that's exactly how you become the crown companions. Are there any crowns left for us to befriend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys you guys have, have been a, a, a little bit around the continent that you're on, but there's still a lot more. I think if we ever come back, we should just be like, you know, ambassadors of goodwill. I mean, seriously, somebody's got to make us an ambassador soon. Goodwill. <laughs> we could go to troubled kingdoms and solve their problems. That's our specialty. Murder hoboing. <laughs> just gonna say, did, didn't you guys burn down an inn once just to like cover your tracks? Not this. No, group. not this group. That was the previous campaign. <laughs> oh, the previous campaign, we burned down a lot of things to cover our tracks. <laughs> We've, we've grown since then. We're okay now. But then we also established the OV, the, the only um, overland route to, you know, bring supplies from a port city to a landlocked city by befriending the Bollywogs and the, ha- the Hagraven and the Dragon. Yep. Because we're good like that. Setting <laughs> up, merc- like, up mercantile oh. uh, empires. <laughs> See, that game, we had some pretty good roles. I ain't gonna lie. Because, like, you were like, they're gonna fight one of them, and we're like, maybe we'll just, you know, become friends with them. <laughs> yeah. You guys become prop, you guys become peacemakers between, like, alright, so why are you upset with the, with the, with the hag? Okay, why are you upset with the dragon? Somebody's gotta do it, man. I think that was, that campaign was the most fun I had role-playing, role-playing. Because, like, we seem to make what? friends. Since we... But I mean, it was like we made friends with things that we probably should. We would always take like the monster side in things. 
Like, we yeah. were friends with the lizard folk. We were friends with the goblins. We were friends with the bollywogs and the... Kobolds and the hag. The kobolds. The, the hag and the green dragon. Yeah, it was... And then it was like, we can make them... We could actually trade things and make money doing this. Yeah. And in this Fantasy campaign... Ultra- <laughs> I was saying, in this campaign, all you've been able to save is the elf and orc kingdoms. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're slacking, guys. Well, I don't. Th- this campaign is amazing in different ways. Yeah, but this is a much more political. Uh, yeah, this is a more intriguing. Th- this this has been a more role playing stretch for me because you know, yeah, I'm a hammer and everything's not a nail. It's very so hard all, for me. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're all growing and learning, and and. Uh, becoming new people and and all of those things um so uh before we uh before we run out of time um speaking on the the uh, speaking for your character um what are your character's new year's resolutions what do you want to do with your character in the new year let's start with d uh caught me off guard on that one um shit i don't even have one for me um it be easier for our characters than us. <laughs> um, I would say Celeste's New Year's resolution is uh, hmm, to learn more things. I don't know. That's fair. How about you, Gary? Well, I, I've had a goal for a while, and that's to kill Karshun. It, it's my single focus. I don't really care about uh, Kaylin or Chase. Um, so, 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 so that's definitely my goal. Either that or, you know, get completely mutated trying. Okay. Killer be mauled. Killer be mauled. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what about you, Greg? What's Lilith's New Year's resolution? Feel Carthoon's pulpy little illithid head smash underneath her hammer. Okay. Okay. I think we have a uh, common goal. Um, I know Jade's is definitely to to exact her revenge, but I think beyond uh, that obvious, um, Jade's, I, I think if I were to answer that question, I would say that, that Jade's kind of New Year's resolution or goal for the year is to uh, kind of sort out her faith. She's been, she's had her faith rocked quite a bit over the last year. Um, and I think she's looking to find some peace after Carnage. Carnage first, then peace. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt. <laughs> what about our illustrious DM? What are your dungeon master goals for the year? Uh, I would definitely like to get the campaign rolling forward a little bit, uh, a little bit more. I, I, I have sensed the the uh, drag. Of, uh, of especially when I kind of realized it was the other day, I think I was thinking about it. I was like, uh, you know, th- this the the astral sea stuff has dragged a bit, and part of that was, um, being unsure how long, uh, we were going to be without, uh, Mark and Michelle. Um, mm-hmm. and part of it was also, I didn't want, I didn't want to put this all on rails. Uh, I, I wanted you all to be able to explore the outer planes or at least 
the astral sea or the astral plane and i wanted to kind of kind of play around with the idea of you guys think you you know you guys think you know the world but in reality your world is tiny compared to the whole multiverse mm-hmm. um and then the other side is you know so i want to get the campaign moving forward uh you know mark's mark's coming back spoiler alert um so i you know i think with with this little detour ending you guys will get back onto the main plot hopefully and we'll you know we can move things forward um otherwise i i want to i kind of want to work a little bit more on my preparation um but with you guys that's a little more difficult at times because you take lefts when i plan for rights mm-hmm. um it's been eight years joe you should understand we're gonna do that yeah no you're you're right you're right <laughs> um I also, though, want to, uh, this is kind of not so much a DM hat, but um, as a, as, as, as the creative director for this podcast, uh, I want to work on getting uh, guest players in. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to play in some sessions when NPCs are needed and, and I don't, or not NPCs, but just non you guys player characters are needed and I don't need to play them. Um, and I also would like to make sure that the door is open for whoever wants to take a run at running a one shot. Um, because one, giving myself the ability to play from time to time helps stave off, um, burnout. I Uh, I can't imagine. (laughs) I just, all the work you put into this, it, it has to be amazing to just play one game. It, it it is um and and i'll say uh you know kayla's been running a game that uh that we've been recording and and hopefully that's now that my schedule is changing and and freeing up some i'm gonna be able to start working on that to get that out to for for people to hear but um we took kind of we, we've been on a little bit of a break from that so i i didn't have that angle uh that avenue for playing so um d's one shot which i i i got the chance to play barbarian um, and then in Kayla's uh, one shot, I got to play a cleric for the first time, really in fifth edition. Um, I I I love being able to explore D and D from the other side of the screen. So uh, anybody who wants to run one shots, uh, I will I will be a player in it for you um, because one I I, I just I want to support you guys growing as you know, players and, and in D and D, or if you want to play a different system, uh, run a game in a different system. I'm, uh, you know, I think that'd be great too. Um, so we can show a little more versatility. Um, so that's kind of where kind of my new year's resolutions for, uh, this podcast is kind of just open things up a little more for, you know, folks who didn't get to place. Like maybe if we can convince Andy to be able to, to hop in for a session or two as a guest player or, uh, I, I've talked to a couple folks uh, about, you know, maybe guesting. So uh, it's really just getting to a place where I can introduce guest characters. So I love that idea. I can think of a few people I would love to see guest on the show. That does sound pretty cool. Yeah, mix okay. it up a little bit. Very cool. Okay. Well, guys, um, I think we have we have exhausted things. It's getting a little late. Um, Thank you for all of you taking the time to to join me on this journey through the Necropolis 
one shot or the Necropolis two parter. Um, there is, folks, so much more coming for us. Um, we won't spoil stuff that we've already done, but needless to say, sure, because I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Spoiler, no spoiling. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but please stay with us um, on this incredible journey we thank all of you that are um, continuing to be a part of this it's it's so much fun Uh, and I think we've got a lot of really good surprises coming in the new year for Not Safer Wizards and for Armored Bear Production as a whole Uh, so with that I think we're going to sign off thank you everyone for joining us and uh, good night folks and I'll let Joe do our our ending the way it should be. Our ending? Bye. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> uh, just, you know, again, thanks for listening uh, and joining us in the new year. Hey, if you're looking to uh, support the show, you can always go to uh, my uh, nsfwpodcast.myspreadshop.com to uh, get some Not Safe for Wizards merch. Uh, if you want to take a look at what Kayla has through the uh, thrift store that we co-own, uh, secondhandgoddess.net. Uh, you can see what we have on our eBay store and her really awesome uh, called a t-shirt store, but it's more than t-shirts. It's really cool merch, sometimes a little spicy. Uh, D, you, you want to drop a plug in for your spread shop? Um, so I'm not like I haven't really been doing it in a really long, okay. long time. I've like moved since then and I just haven't had time. Is the store still up? Technically, okay, but I haven't gotten paid for the one order that I have gotten, so I don't know mm. how that's going. So mm. I, I'm not going to drop people okay. there just to. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, talk to Joe; he can help you with that. All right. Good. Um. So the that's it. Uh. Again, uh, as Kayla mentioned, keep listening. Uh. Hey, we were like number eighty something in the Netherlands. So hey, uh, our our Dutch friends, thank you so much. Love you. All right. Everybody say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Hey, thanks for listening to Out of Character. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you listen to. And if you'd like to be part of the show and ask a question... Uh, you can do so on Twitter uh, using the hashtag NSFWOOC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later. <laughs>